Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that sets out to watch every action movie ever made and pit them against each other. Back with me, as always, is James and Dustin. How are you guys? I'm great. Yeah, pretty good. Can't complain. Awesome, guys. I uh, I watched a lot of movies this week. Get the fuck out of here. Well, what's not a lot? movies? Four, five. <laughs> well, I two? watched one. I watched two movies. I, I finished Maniac. I watched the whole first season of American Vandal. And I got into the second season of American Vandal. Wow, that's quite a bit. Oh my god! So I'd say that's quite a bit for me. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, how's American Vandal? No, no. All I know is what American Vandal. This is like my American Vandal is like my shining star. (laughs) I I love this show so much. So American Vandal, it's definitely one of those things that it's pretty funny, and then yeah, like you definitely get hooked. On just you want to know what actually happened, yeah. And and there's a lot of subtle things where you, well, I found where I'm like laughing at, and you have to remind yourself that it's, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, because you think it's real the and whole time. Because like, it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. Yeah. It what? How, did he do it? What do you think? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Oh my god, what's going on? Oh wait, this is fake. And then, like, you keep going back and forth. But even even in the first season, you know, he talks about how, like, that this was a project. And then once Netflix signed on, they did reshoots. Oh, it's stuff. totally like it's, such it's a, totally meta. Like, yeah. So what, what I'm saying you like it then? Uh, yeah, I like it. I, I could see how it might not be for everybody, but I like it. And. I mean, I think I'm on the second episode in, in the second season. So, so I think the second season is like actually a brilliant season of television. Like it's actually it's different. You watch it, Dustin? I've watched the first season. I haven't watched right. the second. So yet. the second season to me is like I watched it all right away. I didn't read anything about it. Like I, I just kind of like went into it like, yeah, loving the first season. And I, I went I finished it off being like, oh, my God, this is like an amazing thesis on what it's like to be a teenager growing up in like this age of digital era, digital and social media. But, um, the first season I think is summed up so well. Like the, like the elevator pitch is, is like the one woman, I think it's a teacher and she just says, I don't understand what's so funny about penises. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, Oh fuck. It's like the guy who plays the, you know, uh, accused in the first season. Is just perfect. Oh, fuck. oh he's, he's so perfect great. for that role. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Well, so I watched that, and then um, I also watched uh, Ready Player One. Oh yeah. What did you think of that? I actually liked it. Did you read the yeah. book? I didn't read the book, so I didn't know anything about it going into it. Didn't know what to expect. I, I heard there was like some people were like, ah, it's it's okay, you know. That was my feeling. I thought it was okay, but but I actually liked it. It was pretty good. I love the book. I love the book a lot. I mean, I don't think it's like a, you know, going to win any literary awards. No, I was. But it was I, just a fun fucking book. I yeah. was I was excited. I, I read the book before there was a huge backlash. Yeah, yeah. Against it. Um, I, it was fun, funny thing is, is, like, I also won crazy. Uh, I won a signed copy of his second book. Oh, yeah. Armada? Yeah. Um, off of like Gizmodo or something like that. Like, oh, yeah. And, um. I never read it. Oh. I never read it. Like I, <laughs> I, I, 
I think well, all, signed copy, you got to put that away. All that horrible, all the horrible reviews and everything just kind of got to me, I think. Oh, yeah, that one didn't do as well, uh, critically. Did it's, it? oh, I mean, it's so hard for me to, like, carve away time to actually read a book. And I was just like, I, yeah. if I don't jump on it right away, then it just, like, kind of falls think, on the wayside. I think the movie... The th- maybe the disconnect for me was you read the book and it's all about like 80s pop culture things which was my pop culture things right and then the movie is more you know and and it makes sense that they would aim it at a younger crowd who grew up maybe with more like 90s and 2000s things yeah so the pop culture references are you know they're not my references so then i wasn't as connected to watching the movie but yeah. uh, i didn't think it was bad or anything though like it had a lot of fun adventure kind of stuff in it yeah I it think w- kids would like you know go crazy for it yeah i just I was a little blown away by how much I actually liked it. Yeah. Because um, those type of movies, I don't usually like those types of movies. But what type of, What do you mean by that type of movie? Well, just like... Spielberg movies? No. You think he's trash? <laughs> um, no. Uh, more... It's like super CG... Yes. Action, yeah. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it definitely requires a lot of... I mean, the whole thing is pretty much CG, right? Yeah. Cool. Dustin, what did you watch? I saw Bad Times at the El Royale. Fuck, yes. Oh. That Drew Goddard. How is that? I don't want to know. You don't want to know? Really? I'm so, dude, I'm so stoked to watch this movie. Oh, you I don't thought, want it to I be ruined? I thought this guy didn't care about spoilers. Uh, you can tell me. I, it's going to, it'll taint me a little bit. No, I'm not going to tell you about spoilers. Oh, no, no, like, did you like, it, 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 I don't care about spoilers, to be honest. Like, yeah. What's going to taint me is being like you liking it or not liking it. Right. Like that's what's going to taint me a lot more than a spoiler. Like a spoiler, I don't give a shit about. It's like when it's somebody that I like, I respect their opinion when they're like, ah, that's, that's when I'm like, oh shit. I don't respect your opinion. So you can tell me. (laughs) Go ahead. What do you think? (laughs) Um, I thought it was pretty good. I think there's a few little things that hold it back a little bit. Is it the two hour and 20 minute runtime? Yeah, that's one of the things. I could have used a little little snipping. I mean, it makes kind of a, a kind of sense when you watch it because there's like a lot of different stories to be told in the movie within the one movie. But uh, it just still feels a little long. Like, you know, you're checking your checking your watch in the theater, and then you're like, eh, oh, that sucks. But overall, still quite good. I've watched enough fucking Marvel movies that I can sit through. Yeah, a two yeah. hour and twenty minute movie now. And well, it's, I, well, it's a different, very different pace too. Like a Marvel movie, you know, you say Avengers. That's a constant bombast. There's always things happening, like, and we're on to the next big thing. And uh, whereas this is a very more deliberately paced kind of movie. So, um, not that that's bad. Just that it's a different, a different feeling when you're sitting for that long. Yeah, Diane, we're going away next weekend uh, right. to Bellingham, and I honestly might just go watch a movie. Yeah, on my that's two, what I would do two day vacation. <laughs> uh, might be part of my part of my, my trip so that's the movie i'm gonna go see there's a lot of movies out right now to to pick from that's the only one i want to watch yeah yeah um well other than uh what is it 1994 where the fuck did that oh mid 90s the jonah hill movie is yeah mid 90s um I would, I, i'd like to see first man actually on a on like a really i want to see screen yeah but i want to see first man on imax yeah so i don't know where so is this well, Langley actually have a real li- IMAX yeah. there? Yeah. Maybe that's the way to do it. I watched Apostle. Oh, yeah. I watched that too. Apostle. Yeah. I don't. So spoiler alert for Apostle. Um, 
I mean, I, we can take a couple minutes here. But we have to really get into our movies for the day. But uh, I was a, disappointed. I was disappointed and happy, but mostly disappointed. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of really good things. I mean, like, like it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot is bananas. It makes no sense. This is the new Gareth Evans. Is that his name? Gareth, Gareth Evans? I always get Gareth Evans. The guy who directed Evans. The Raid. Yeah. Uh, the, the plot makes no sense. But it's more like a horror movie, not a action. It's, yeah. It, it, I think it's closer to Wicker Man than it is to... Yeah, it's super Wicker Man-ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I there's lots of good acting and there's lots of really cool images and, you know, the way the film looks, like you said, is great. Uh, there's just cool little parts that happen that are very much so cool and scary. I think that all of the blame for what, what's bad in the movie just falls on the script. It just completely, it's not the strongest. No. Um, and it does. And again, we're at that two and a half hour, almost, uh, length. And I, and I felt it too when I was watching that one. Definitely worth watching. Like if you're a Gareth, what is it? Gareth Edwards or Gareth Evans? I forget. Uh, Evans. Gareth Evans. Evans. Yeah. So if you're a Gareth Evans fan, um, I'd watch it. Uh, what's the main, what's the lead actor's name? Oh, um, Dan Stevens. Yeah. I, I, I like him a lot. I think yeah. he's really great. I love the fact that like, I think that he's an actor that could go completely like uh romantic comedy. Like, yeah, he's done all kinds of different but he, roles for But he he does he's like he keeps going back to these weird roles like um like, like the, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> well, Beauty and the Beast the is guest. the guest is what like pops out at me Legion. or Legion. Like he he yeah. Anyway, it, it dis- disappointed in some ways, um hopeful in a lot of other ways. Like the guy can make a movie. Yeah. I think um, maybe he just needed someone to rein him in a little bit on yeah. this one. But, uh, you know, that's great. It's on anyway, Netflix. more importantly, let's get to our actual movie for the day. Let's get to Army of Darkness. In an age of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. And a time of evil. When the world needed a hero. This one was souls. I don't want to die. What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelace is untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped in the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. When the army spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. (laughs) Now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. 
From Sam Raimi. Ooh, that's gonna hurt! Director of Darkman. Yeah. Comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness. So from the uh, director of Darkman, Sam Raimi... We have Army of Darkness. Director of Darkman. That's not the one I would have gone with for the... Well, we don't know when this trailer... When did this trailer come out? Yeah, it would have been a From the fucking director of Spider-Man 3, Emo (laughs) Spider-Man. Could have said Evil Dead. Taking back... From from the Taking Back Sunday of Spider-Mans. What was that one he did with... uh, It was like a... I think he had a Keanu Reeves and like Giovanni Ribisi and uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, Katie Holmes. Yeah, The Gift. Uh, absolutely no recollection of this movie. Nothing. <laughs> Look at that cast. It's primo. It's written by Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no. no. I remember liking it when I saw it. I haven't seen it since the it was like... The Gift. What's new. it about? Uh, Kate Blanchett. What was it? She's like a... Oh, is she like a medium or something? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh shit! Now, well, now the fuck. Now I'm on fucking his IMDb, and I'm looking. He's gonna direct the King Killer Chronicle. Oh, cool! All right. Hopefully, well, have you have, you haven't even read the book, you son of a bitch? Nope. Wait until the third one comes out, and I hit them all in a row. Sloppy boom, fuck. boom, boom. I'm not gonna read two. I'm not doing any of this George R. R. Martin bullshit anymore. Yeah. Well, I, got, I read each book as it comes out, and then wait eight years between. I got sucked <laughs> into that. Patrick. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Rothfuss. Please, please just put that third book out. Um, so anyway, Army of Darkness, guys. Yeah, this is a, this is a fun movie. This is, a, <laughs> is this, this might be the funnest movie we've ever done on the podcast. Yeah, it's definitely enjoyable. You know, it's not serious. It's really no. goofy. It's really goofy, but if there's, there's like no mean spiritedness about it there's no it's it, it's absolutely aware of what it is yeah which is more or less like a three stooges <laughs> horror movie yeah <laughs> set in medieval times you've even got a straight up three stooges bit when he's getting the skeletons like poking him in the eyes and stuff he's doing the block <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i don't like the three stooges <laughs> everybody everybody lives with they, everybody loves the Three Stooges. I've never liked them. I always thought they were mean. More, uh, <laughs> I think we're more Abbott Costello. Abbott Costello. Oh, that's that's oh, good stuff too. Those guys, geniuses. <laughs> yeah, so this is the, I think this is the funnest movie we've ever watched. I mean, um, hopefully everybody has watched Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Evil Dead Better. Evil Dead Better. I watched the, I rewatched the original last night. Evil Dead? Yeah, the original Evil Dead. I haven't seen it in quite a while. How to stand up? It's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah, you can tell it's, you know, it's made on a fairly low budget and everything, but... uh, Evil Dead 2 is... It's really fucking gory. It's a lot gorier than I remember it being. Sorry, you say Evil Dead... The original. The original, so Evil Dead. Dead. Uh, So it's like, yeah, it's really over the top. It was one of those ones that was put on the, uh, the, the, the video nasty list in the UK. Have you heard of that? Yes. So it's like a bunch of horror movies mostly that were banned in the UK because of fucking how gory oh, they see. were and stuff. The one I watched with you, that was Evil Dead 2. That was 2. That was 2. 2 just is like... 2 is a remake. Basically it's a, it's a remake, a remake of the first yeah. one, yeah. except 
just way more bonkers. But then you can watch Evil Dead, the remake of the remake. <laughs> right. The remake, yeah. Which is from like a few one years of back. the fucking most fucked up gory movies I've ever watched. It's actually pretty awesome. It's horror remakes are always like, oh no, this is gonna be bad, but that it, one is that one does not fuck about. Hmm. No, it's yeah, it's real serious. It's really to serious. This, yeah. These movies, I would say, like the, the the Evil Dead remake that came out in like the mid two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, two thousand fifteen, or yeah, something. something. Like that. Anyway, that movie, it's really good. If you're into crazy gore, yeah. <laughs> It's not silly, like, uh, no. you know, like Evil Dead, the first Evil Dead, they were attempting to be serious. Then, you know, the second one, obviously, they started going in a much more comedic direction. And then, of course, here in Army of Darkness, we've arrived at full camp, Merry Melodies yeah. <laughs> cartoon level. Yeah, Evil, so the Evil Dead remake is just, uh, it's pretty much like buckle your seatbelts. Like, you're strapped in for this thing, because it's, it's gory, it's one of the goriest movies I've ever watched. It also has some of the most fucked up deaths I've ever seen in a horror movie. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that one too. I liked it quite. Evil a bit. Dead Two. No, this is no. This the is the remake. This is of like the remake. E- this is the remake of. It's just yeah. the remake of the original. Of the original. The, the third one. I don't understand. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This. It's a. It's. It, wh- it's just a remake. We're here to talk about Army of Darkness. Right. So Army of Darkness. This takes place right after the finale of uh, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, it leads directly. Mm-hmm. Into yeah, it. Ash is sucked into a uh, a portal into the 1300s. Yeah, and him and his uh, Plymouth and his Jadesaw are dropped in the middle of fucking Europe for some reason. Yeah, no real explanation. No explanation. <laughs> like, how do they they cross that sea? Good shot though with the car dropping as he lands there at the beginning. Yeah, this in this movie like right away off the bat lets you understand what kind of film you're watching. This is goofy, playful, fun. Nothing serious is in this movie. This movie's not trying to scare you. Yeah. It's not trying to like it's not trying to be incredibly gory. It just wants to have a good time. I, I it's campy is what I would call it. Yeah, I mean I think there was I think uh maybe there was plans for for it to be R-rated from Raimi's perspective originally. But the this was like a major studio release, unlike the other two Evil Dead movies. So the studio kind of ended up having their way with it in a lot of ways. But uh, yeah, he wanted to call it Medieval Dead. Which, which would have been better. Yeah, which would have been better. And then they were like, no, you can't do that. So then he was going to be, okay, well, then it's Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness. And they're like, nope. It's just Army of Darkness. <laughs> so they just, they're like, they didn't want it to be connected to the other movies at all for some reason. But I mean, uh, it makes sense uh, in the way that they cut it. When did this come out? 95? 92. 92? Okay. But it sat on the shelf for a year. So, I mean, I, I guess I, I suppose I understand their sheepishness. They're also a bunch of pussies. <laughs> yeah. Like most studios are. Unless they actually don't put out a movie and then all of a sudden it comes out like five years later and you're like, why'd you ever put that movie out? <laughs> that was a piece of shit. And then we're like, they were right. You know, like we have like, I think that as an audience, we we have that like combative relationship with studios. Yeah. We're never happy with like what they do 
when they either when they hold something up or when they do something, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but question every decision. Yeah, but we're never like actually that was probably a pretty good idea. Like you shouldn't have done that. Well, I'd I'd say for all the interference they had in this movie, it still ends up being a pretty fun movie. Um, and some of that might have been because of decisions they made uh, to make it a more family friendly in a way. Like it's yeah, because they reshot a bunch a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, and they reshot the ending because they they thought the ending was too depressing. Well, they're supposed to be. He was supposed to lose an eye, wasn't he? In yeah, the- at one point they talked about him losing an eye. But also the original ending, which I have seen, is was that he says the words wrong when he's saying it at the end. Yeah. And he wakes up and he gets out of the trunk of his car in a cave. Or he comes out and uh, he's in a post-apocalyptic. He's returned to a post-apocalyptic world. And then the next movie would have been him dealing with that. That would have been oh, fun. Oh, I see. Yeah. So then they switched it to the S-Mart ending, which is also a great ending. The, the end, Yeah, the ending of the movie is... It's fantastic. It's just a more happy, upbeat. It's just conclusion. It's just fun because it it's like you, the audience, has like an inside understanding or joke with Ash, who's kind of playing it up like, like even when that um, woman is possessed in that cave, or I forget what point it is. Oh, in the in the castle. In the castle, the yeah, in the castle, and then he's like, "Don't don't touch her. It's yeah. a trick. It's a trick." Yeah. And then it's like this old this old story again, kind of thing. And it's it's just kind of a like he's been there, done that. Yeah, at this point, he's experienced it all. He's like a veteran of, but like nothing dealing with these deadite things. But not other than like him on the horse in the woods and running away um, to go into that windmill mm-hmm. like every, every other aspect where he encounters some demon or whatever it might be he's very much like now this shit now i gotta do this yeah and then it, he's just right into it he's not really terrified or anything right he's just dealing with <laughs> yeah i guess yeah well i mean it, like we talked it's we said it has like a much different tone than the first two even the second one which was was comedic still had like ter- a lot of traditional horror yeah. things happening in it or in this it's like this is way more of like it's a fantasy setting and it's like he's it's just not going for scares it's going for him being put in these situations and and dealing with them and being a, his goofy self right and you know like if it wasn't bruce campbell you think about those scenes with like the skeletons or like the Gulliver travels kind of. Oh, I love scene. it. Yeah, yeah. So that stuff I don't think would work if it wasn't his reactions. No. So I think what we should really get into like is Bruce Campbell in this movie, because I think that, yes, of course, Sam Raimi is the visionary behind the entire thing. Um, but it only works, I think, because of Bruce Campbell. Absolutely. If it wasn't for him, this movie would like completely fall on its face. Well, like who else would you even? I don't know. I, if I you don't. Could... I, I don't know. I mean, but like the fact that like he plucks like I don't think that Bruce Campbell was a real big deal. No, he wasn't. This, He's is, his, Sam... this is his only studio film as the lead. Yeah. So I think hmm. that it's it's. I think that this actually goes to like partially the genius of Sam Raimi to be like I can pull this off. I just need to find the right person. And he found the right person to do this. And I'm watching it now and seeing how young Bruce Campbell is, like, you know, like 
Oh yeah, when how, I watched the first one right before I watched this yeah. one. He's really young. In so that. like he's so far away from Bubba Hotep. He's so far away from the man with was it the man with man with two brains, two brains, the, the screaming brain. Yeah, the 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 man or or, or even the uh, the the new TV show. Yeah, based on the character of Ash. I mean, you're really seeing. I, I think he's Bruce Campbell is a genius in this. Yeah, style he this, of he, he was born to play this part. Yeah, and, and and like I think that like in a different time, I think that in the fifties, like he would have been, he would have had a, an amazing career. Yeah, possibly in stuff in, in kind of stuff like this, like this campy comedy stuff. Like right? he he's kind of a man of a different era, and and so is Sam Raimi in a sense, right? Like th- this kind of movie isn't really what was happening. Yeah. When he made this. Yeah, it's true. Early 90s. We're just coming out of the 80s, I guess, where there was a lot of like weird whatever. You had all your gremlins and your Ghostbusters and your weird science and all this kind of back to the future, all this weird stuff. But, but uh, well, even at the time, you wouldn't you weren't seeing fantasy movies for one, one thing. No. And you certainly weren't seeing like someone that was like, OK, let's make this like, you know, I don't know, Conan or whatever type movie, except that it's going to be like super goofy instead of well, I super think that, serious. I think that what we saw, macho or whatever. I, I, I don't know if this is true. Like you're probably better to say uh, rule on this, Dustin, but I feel like coming out of the eighties, what, what we really felt was, Oh, we're moving into a more serious filmmaking style. Like, yeah, they think we're, we're going to put the camp away. We're going to put like the, like the humor away and we're going to be like, you know we're serious filmmakers. We're right, seriously yeah. gonna try to scare, and it, they didn't. We, and we all watched like Jack Frost and <laughs> Pumpkinhead, like the horrible. Hey, wait, 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 don't say shit about Pumpkinhead. Yeah, like the horrible like attempts at like serious. Uh, well, the nineties like were a lean time for horror. Yeah, let's be, put it like, that way. like really B or like C levels. Yeah, like there was Leprechaun. Bat- Le- uh, here's the thing though like it, the sad part is to say that Leprechaun is actually probably like a high point <laughs> well Leprechaun in space yeah Leprechaun 4 in space definitely a high point that's definitely a high point <laughs> they made like three um, what's the one where Leprechaun's on rollerblades that's the um, second one. Oh no that's, a, that's the, the, the that's the hood oh is that the hood yeah I think it's the hood I haven't seen that one in quite a while and then they ended up making a sequel to that one, Leprechaun Back to the Hood. <laughs> back to it, the Hood. At least it was Back to the Hood, not Back to the Hood. Well, it was like T-H-A, I think. Oh, it wasn't D-A? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. He, he was making a movie outside of his... Outside of what was happening around him. Yeah. Like, he... And this is why I think Sam Raimi deserves a lot of respect. Like I'm a huge Sam Raimi fan. Like I I love uh, the Spider Man movies. Spiderman. Um, Spiderman. Uh, the first two, anyway. <laughs> yeah, the third one. Well, you know, he always has that camp factor, and you know, you watch Dark Man, you watch the Evil Dead movies, but you watch the Spider Man movies. There's a camp yeah, factor. But like even quick, Quick in the Dead. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I love like I love Quick and the Dead. I always thought it was a great movie. I remember arguing like a lot with people. Yeah, people did not 
like that movie. I haven't seen it since it was probably new on video, so I, I, oh, I can't it's, comment. It's it's fantastic. Like it's I'm uh, really liking it. Yeah, it's it's, it's really good. Uh, what's the Justin Long movie he made? Oh, what was it? With the oh, not Drag Me to Hell. Was he in Drag? Yeah, Me to Drag Hell? Me to Hell. That's it. That was a real campy one too, and lots of fun. And Ju- Drag Me to Hell's that's super fun. Like he, Sam Raimi, obviously knows what he's doing right he's he's also like i think he's the the brain behind like xena yeah hercules Hercules, like these kind of things you get a bit of that in this movie too but also a lot of what makes his movies so fun to watch is the stuff he does with the camera like the way that he runs in with the camera and like just crazy dutch angles all the time the camera is like somehow flying over a lake or it's flying yeah. through the woods and the trees are splitting in front of it. And like all this, it's going up to the door because the thing, the, the evil force is trying to break in. Oh, I love that. I love that. Where like, where like the cameras like, like, like a battering ram yeah, like yeah. into something. It's like, it's like going up. It's feeling resistance. It's moving back. It's like going up again. Like it, it's super fun. Yeah. He, it's, it makes the movie just like, you know, super just, kinetic like it's just yeah. uh, a rollicking good time if you will. yeah and i i feel like a, a, even more than most any movies that we've ever talked about we're talking more about the director and like what else he's done because it all goes to build why this movie is so is so good because he's so good at these at these things uh and it, it just makes it so enjoyable let's talk about some of the quotes in the movie there's some fucking there is some amazing quotes in this movie. I want to listen to one quote right away. Uh, it James, it's the quote when he talks about his boomstick. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. The 12 gauge double barreled Remington, S Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right. This sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop smart. Shop S-mart. You got that? So I love this quote. I love how this sets up exactly who he is and what his character is like and is going to be like throughout the entire movie. This guy is dropped into fucking 1300s crazy town world. And he's just like, I own this shit. Well, he's a little bit pissed because they try to execute him by dropping him in that pit. Yeah. Yeah. These things, but like deadites and then, he comes out and he's like, "You fucking like." He's just like, he, like, he, like, he, like, he is nothing phases him. And like, this is what I like. It, so, okay, give me Die Hard, give me Bruce Willis. All right, I want the vulnerable, uh, like anti-hero in a sense. Right. For this, I, I want this guy. I want bravado. I want. Well, but the funny <laughs> thing is, is that he's he's an idiot, right? He's like, so yeah. dumb, he's a total right? asshole. He's an idiot. He's, yeah, he's just. But, but he's also but like, he's also the guy who somehow gets the job done anyway. Yeah, like he like he is perfectly placed in this time. Like in, it doesn't phase him. He's just like, all right, this is what I'm up against now. I guess. Yeah. Like it, he, it, you have no indication at any point that he 
didn't expect what's happening. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's he just it's like, oh, OK, we're doing this now. All right. Well, I'm just going to, you know, I know what to do. Or, yeah, yeah, I already know what the words are. You don't have to tell me. But, but, then, but he doesn't. But he doesn't. <laughs> it's his incompetence <laughs> that allows him to have such, like, courage. But yeah. it's also what makes it funny when he is so overly confident and stuff all the time. Like, he takes Sheila in his arms and says, give me some sugar, baby. Just, like, super cheese, terrible, macho shit. And he gets away with it because he somehow does always win the day. Like... And I actually, I, I quite enjoy when, you know, the eyeball pops out of his shoulder and then he like duplicates himself and he's like fighting oh, himself. Man. And then we get evil Ash. That's yeah. amazing. Evil Ash. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? what, what Two I, idiots now. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I really appreciate also about this movie is that it, nothing drags. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's lean mean. Like it's lean. <laughs> like it's. That scene could go on for quite a long time, but it's over. Like it's over right away. Yeah, this movie just moves along. It moves along. It moves along at a really steady clip, and I think that 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 is a benefit to like hide the flaws in the movie, right? So even if there is a flaw, like you watch it, like we've watched, I've watched this movie like five or six times, maybe up to ten. Um. The flaws get hidden because the movie just moves along so, to the next thing. Yeah. So you, you, you're not going to dwell on it. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly, uh, I could see some people put this on if they never saw it and be like, oh man, these special effects are so bad. And they are, you know, especially by today's standards. But Raimi was always cobbling shit together and making stuff up and just like figuring out ways to do things that there wasn't really a way to do. Yeah. It feels more, yet, so. it feels more like that kid who just wants to get it done. Just wants to like, he, he's one, he has a vision. He just wants to see it get made. Mm -hmm. And he embrace, instead of like being like, Oh, I wonder if we can get away with this. Like this, like shitty, like, yeah, you know, CGI or whatever. He's like, no, let's just embrace it instead. Yeah. And when you like by embracing it, it actually allows you to overlook its faults. I actually yeah. quite enjoy the special effects and how how the, I got like a soft spot spot for this type of uh, special effects, and it it all actually reminds me of like instead of the CG, like even in way back in Blade when we did Blade. Oh yeah, that fat vampire. Oh yeah, yeah. How that what like that was a, a puppet. And it just makes it that much more disgusting right. for some reason. Well, this just, is, you get a bit of a blend. Like there is some, there is a little bit, there's some minor, you know, some of the skeletons are CG yeah. at certain points or whatever, but they're all blended in with like real guys in suits and like models of skeletons and stuff. So it all kind of, so what this really reminds me of is like KVOS 12 like from <laughs> Bellingham, like used to show these like Aladdin movies Oh yeah, when we were kids. Um, and they would show these old Aladdin movies where it was all like stop motion like right, animation yeah, yeah. like for like creatures and stuff like that. And it, it's kind of a throwback to that. Yeah, you get a bit of that. Uh, what's his name? Harryhausen kind of. Yeah, and it's actually really good. 
Like, I'd rather watch this than a lot of the shitty CGI. Than uh, the creature in Resident Evil. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I think that, like, you have to... What Sam Raimi does is he, like, he understands on a level that I don't think that many people did at the time that it's better to do it the way he's doing it than to do bad good for the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like... 1993, 1991 CGI. Well, we already had like Terminator 2 at the time, right? Which was. Well, I don't think this movie had Terminator money. No, though. it sure didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, like, I don't think that he ever. I don't think he could have done better. But you don't, so you, you can't do stuff like that when you don't have the money. So you do the best you can with what you have, right? And so you have. I think it was smart to mix the different. Have, have costumes, have models, yeah. have stop motion, have a little bit of CGI when you need it just peppered in there in a lot of ways Uh, it's better to actually pull back a bit than it is to like embrace something that is like if you went full cgi i don't think we'd have the same like if the if the skeleton army in the movie at the end when they're advancing on the castle was all fake computer like it wouldn't it wouldn't be nearly as good as it is it also if it was all cgi it would take away from a lot of the comedy yeah, of, yeah, there's a lot of, of them comedy. like falling apart, like all right, the yeah. all the bones and stuff. And he's driving the car with like the windmill blade on. The <laughs> yeah, and I think there was another, but there was a quote coming up that I think that Dustin really wanted to showcase. Can we oh, play? Yeah. <laughs> Dustin, you want to set it up? Oh, it's just uh, you know, at this point, Sheila has she was kidnapped by Evil Ash and turned into a a deadite, and uh, they have this conversation. You found me beautiful once, honey. You got real ugly. And those are just the classic Ash lines. And there's a, there's a ton there's of them. There's so many of them. But I think that I think something you said earlier is really important is that he's not cool. Like he's no, not. he's a fucking He's dork. a fucking idiot. He's a guy that works at Walmart. Or, you know, well, he works at Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. He works at, well, I think that even worse, he works at Kmart. But in this world, he is the fucking king. Yeah, because the man with the... the <laughs> the man with the high school knowledge going back to 1300 <laughs> is a god. But also he has knowledge of deadites too, right? He's already fought them. So yeah, but he also has for that. For whatever reason, this is what he was meant to do. This character, even though like in our world, he's just this fucking, you know, sort of deadbeat guy that works at Walmart. So I guess he's the, this fucking heroic guy. I guess the question is like, why did he want to go back to his world to his world and then they just show him because, in the store doing the same thing because he this is my guess because he's he's one of these people that's always thinking that things are going to be better right right like he's always going to come out on top like he's a loser who always thinks he's he, well, he thinks that he's awesome. He he's believes awesome. himself to be odd, like the hottest shit like, ever. I, right? Right. To me, I think of like <laughs> so. Like I think of like the first thing because I've been watching Big Mouth. Oh right? yeah, uh, the, the new, second season. The second season, right? So like, I think of like some Nick Kroll characters. So I'm thinking of like Coach Steve oh, yeah. on Big Mouth, or I'm thinking of um, the basketball referee on same voice he does on the Kroll Show. Where it's like these fucking losers yeah. who are so dumb that they don't realize <laughs> that they're fucking losers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I know like, what you mean. I'm not saying he's or quite... even like Eastbound and Down, a character like that. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, totally. he's, a, he's a fucking loser, yeah. but he thinks that he's so awesome that he sometimes becomes as awesome as he thinks that he is. 
Yeah, and like I think this is a very like not to get too like into it, but like it's a very American way of thinking. Like yeah. you you like you American dream you you will yourself into being great. Yeah. Like if you believe in yourself enough, you will one day be like turn into like a fucking bald eagle <laughs> and like fly away. Soar above. Yeah. Soar above and soar everyone. above your foes. Right. Like right. it's the American dream of just like, if you just will it hard enough. So like, he's just disillusioned enough. Like he just like tricks himself enough and he bumble fucks his way into like winning. Yeah. Right. And now talking about all this makes me want to rewatch uh, Ash versus evil dead. All three seasons of that, because yeah. it really picks up where all this. I mean, obviously it's many years later, but he is—he's still playing the character to the fucking T to the really. Hilt. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. gonna have to watch that. I've only watched the first season, but it's so fun. And is that on Netflix? First two seasons no. are on Netflix. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They'll, oh, and they'll, probably, they'll probably add the third. But sure. it's like that show is so much fun. Like I watched the first season as it came out. Um, yeah. It's super enjoyable. <laughs> it's great. And I, I, we're, we're really fortunate, honestly, that we got three seasons. Oh, of it yeah. To continue this story. Uh, I would have been nice to have even more, but that I'm just thankful that we even got that much. I th- you know, and like, as a side note, I think that that's something that we need to be more thankful of. Yeah. That we actually get some of these like weird mm-hmm. shows that pro- probably <laughs> should not even exist ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, you guys remember Freddy versus Jason movie that came out. Uh, there was a long talked about sequel to that, which was supposed to be Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome. It eventually did come out in comic book form, but never. Oh, I was going to say that would have been an amazing comic book. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about in this before we read it? Oh, what I really wanted to say is like, um, like, Regardless of my rating of this movie, like it's gonna come out in the in the sevens. Um, this is a this is an incredibly fun film to watch. Yeah, like yeah, this is definitely. definitely fun. I I think that we don't necessarily do enough uh, on the podcast, and I think we should do more of of. Do we recommend this movie? Yeah. Um, like I I fully recommend this movie. Um, yeah, and I don't even think you have to have seen the first two Evil Dead movies to watch. You definitely this. don't have. No, to. just jump into it. Um, Embrace it. Like this is a movie that like is just embrace this movie for everything it throws at you. Just say, yeah, of course, I'm gonna <laughs> accept. Course. I'm gonna accept this. Um, uh, I'm just gonna watch it, and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, this is what's happening right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it because it's it's a fun film, and a lot of movies try to be fun, and they they don't succeed. Because they they lack what, 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 what heart or whatever you want to call it, but like this is a pure spirit movie of just like <laughs> it's it's truly pure goofiness. It's 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 just trying to be exactly what it is. Yeah, it's set out to do exactly what it did. Yeah, and it I think it really really pulls it off. Would you not say, Dustin? No, for sure. I think uh, you know if you're looking, you know, if you're horror averse, but you still want something that's like got monsters and. Just goofy fun. This yeah. is something you can watch around Halloween and not worry about being grossed out or anything. And it's actually like surprisingly child friendly. Yeah, I think kids could watch this. Like, I, mean, I mean, maybe not like little little nine kids, year olds, yeah. <laughs> nine and up. I'd say 
can watch this movie. Like there's there's nothing that's terribly crude. Nothing's crude about this movie. Like there, there's nothing is mean spirited about this movie. And I think that like especially like in the time that we're living in right now, where like there always seems to be like an ulterior motive or like I mean spiritedness to things. Like this movie is a like, pure camp and fun and I don't know. I, I think it needs to be celebrated for what it what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. So anyways, so I'm going to get to my rating. So I'll go first. I'm going to give this movie overall. My reaction is an eight. I really, really enjoyed this movie. And I'm, I'm going to give it a 7.6 to, yeah, end, pretty, to end it up. Pretty similar for me. My reaction's an eight, but my overall score is a 7.6. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. 7.8. Yeah, my reaction's an eight as well. Uh, overall, seven point four. So we're all in pretty. We're pretty, pretty close. close. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is one of the funnest movies we've ever watched. Everybody should just check it out. Um, give it a chance. Just let your let yourself have some fun, and and just watch Army of Darkness. And if you got if you got the balls, <laughs> go back and watch Evil Dead one and two. But so this throws it right in the middle of hard boiled and tombstone. Right above hard boiled. This so guys, I'm gonna be honest. This list is turning out crazier and crazier every week. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, things just go places and you're like, really? That's above that, or this is here, you know, whatever, but just the way it goes. Yeah. It'll be funny when we ever when we finally come to a, a day when we call it quits on this and we look at the list then when it's finished and be like wow how did this get made like this you know how did yeah. this come together but it's pretty fun like i mean i think that we're learning as we as we go along we're, we're I, you know we're changing and stuff like that but like this is so on us <laughs> this is just three dumb guys in a basement recording a podcast <laughs> for what it's worth but like it's a it's a super fun list that ends our halloween uh month what's uh what are we watching next john so we're coming back next week let's kick november off with a motherfucking bomb sean connery <laughs> nicholas cage <laughs> michael bay it's about time <laughs> The fucking rock. I could do more cage. I can always do more cage. Love me some cage. Yeah. And uh, so before we go, I want to plug one thing. And uh, I've never actually technically plugged something specific on this podcast. I want to plug another podcast. Going for the hard show right now. I'm going to go for hard show. Uh, another podcast it has no affiliation with us. This is uh, just me plugging it. It's called Beyond the Bastard, or sorry, Behind the Bastards. Uh, check out their latest episodes uh, on on Steven Seagal. They do two episodes on Steven Seagal. Everyone should listen to them. Uh, once again, no affiliation with us for no reason. Am I saying this other than that? I think it's important to listen to them because Steven Seagal's a piece of shit. And this person really gets into it. (laughs) All right. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Please check us out. Please, uh, you know, if you like this, if you don't like this, it doesn't really matter. 
If you don't like it, still say good things about it. How will you give <laughs> us a five-star rating and tell us to fuck ourselves in the comments? Definitely. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that other shit. Uh, it really means a lot to us. Please, if if you have the time, just tell a friend. Uh, tell a friend to listen to it. Get them to download it. And uh, maybe they'll like it more than you do. But uh, until next week, thanks. Thanks.